Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or good evening, or whatever time it is you're listening to the podcast. Welcome, or welcome back to the kingdom. Today, we have a very, very special guest. I have been waiting in anticipation and excitement this whole month, ever since I got the confirmation that I would be able to have her on the podcast. It was honestly a blessing from God. I could not have done this myself. It was truly God's favor on me and on the podcast for her to come on. And I am just so, so excited, so honored, so humbled, so grateful, so thrilled, all the positive adjectives in the world for Izine Zara on Welcome to the Kingdom. If you don't know who she is, she is a woman of God, first and foremost. She is a minister. She is a Lagos, Nigeria-based content creator. She has a YouTube channel, a podcast called Easy Like Sunday Morning. But she first started her journey on social media through a blog called Bible Diaries, where she documented the process of being reborn and being renewed in Christ. And ever since then, she's continued to share her journey in life with Christ to thousands and thousands of people. She is also a steward of an online community of believers called True Christianity. And I know me and many others look up to her when it comes to intimacy with God, walking with God righteously and what true Christianity means and so it was really an honor to have her sit down with me give me an hour of her day I asked her tons of questions on my mind she was gracious enough to answer them and I was so so blessed by this conversation like and I'll remember something she said and I'm just like like the whole hour or an hour and a half we're talking felt like a dream and she pours so much wisdom and insight and I, I'm forever changed, seriously. So we thank God for that. Um, and I'm going to stop talking now. Let's get right into the episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome to the kingdom. <laughs> this is your host, the one and only King Core. Welcome to the kingdom, Izine. Thank you very much, Carrie. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. What about you? I'm also doing very, very well. 
it is a cloudy Saturday here in New York Yeah, City. true. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to rain. It started raining. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to rain, but it's just been like on and off clouds. Um, So in before the beginning of my podcast, I like to ask people what they're welcoming and exiling in their lives something new or something old that needs to go away so I want to ask you what you're welcoming and exiling um I think I would say that I am welcoming alignment um over the course of my life I have just come to learn that it is literally one of the most important aspects of our work with God alignment at every point in time so possible to be doing so much and to think that oh because I'm doing so much that looks good it yeah. must be God mm-hmm. when it's not necessarily the case so for me alignment is one of the most important things I'm welcoming that in this season and what I am exiling is my own will trying to do things my own way I just want to surrender to God so yeah I like that I like that and I personally also relate to that even though Sometimes I find it harder to, like I said, like surrender my will. In other seasons, it's so much easier. But in some seasons, there's things that you really desperately want. And like, you just have to keep that same energy of like, God, I gave my life to you. So it doesn't matter what I want now, what I wanted in the past, like everything. But it's very, very difficult. And I'm, I'm personally having a difficult time with that currently but I wanted to um ask for like a brief intro I'm gonna have a I'm gonna intro you right before this but Mm -hmm. I would like you to tell the audience also a little bit about you what you do who you are (sighs) oh my days I actually that's that's a question I dislike so much because I I know do enjoy talking about myself as as ironic as that might sound, because I like I create a lot of content that seems to speak about myself, but actually yeah. I actually enjoy talking about myself. Mm. Um, but if I was to describe myself, I would just say that my name is Izini Zara. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, have been since 2015. It remains one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. I am a wife, happily married. And um, yes, I think those are just the most important things to know about me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, in case you are new to Izine for a while, or I mean, for just now, I have been watching her for. Um. I don't even know how long, <laughs> but I think I, I think I came across the consecrated video. Oh, um, consecrated life is a lonely one. Yes. Yes, either that one or the being a virgin at 23, because I relate to that. So I think that was actually the first one that I saw. And I quickly fell in love with the way you tell stories and how you relate that with your walk with God. Um, so I have you on the podcast because I just have a l- couple of questions I would like to know. And yeah. hopefully the everyone listening, you enjoy this as much as I am right now. Um, so my first question is what prompted the decision to have an online presence dedicated to God? Like when you gave your life to God, were you already online doing it as a hobby or is this something that you felt like I should, you should do in that? Was social media always 
something you were already doing or was did it just become a passion after you gave your life to God? Um, it, it's still not a passion now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like, you know, um, I think you're so good at it. Strong word. Yeah. Am I, I, I don't think I am because I recently just got some people on my team who are, oh my goodness, extremely talented and gifted, obviously. They are really good with social media. You know, I've never really been able to have an aesthetic Instagram page. So I wouldn't say I'm very good with social media. There's no people that are really, really good at it. I'm, you know, really impressed. But yeah, I think passion is a very strong word. I don't think I'm, I'm passionate about social media. If I was, you know, I don't think I would, would have left it for this long. You know? mm-hmm. But yeah, um, funny enough, um, I actually swore that I would never do what I'm doing now. Because wow. after I got saved, there was a girl that a friend introduced to me. I was like, oh, see what this girl is doing. And the girl was, you know, online sharing about her Christian journey. And I was like, that can never be. <laughs> like, I'm I'm never going to do that. Because mm-hmm. I, as you may have noticed, I, I am actually a very quiet person. And actually yes. a private person. So it just wasn't in my, in my future. Mm. Um, if I if I could decide what I wanted to do with my life, that would not have been in my mm. future. But I was using social media the way everybody else uses social media, which is if I go out, I take a nice picture, I might post it. You know, it wasn't really like I, I was trying to. And even up until now, I think, you know, it has still been. I think it has still been a shock to me, to be honest, to see the response of Mm. people. I think for me, up until last year, whenever I put out content, to me, those were just numbers. I didn't actually see them as people, so to speak. So even if it's like 30,000 or 20,000, it didn't register that those were people. Do you Mm. understand? Until I started going to places and started running into people who were like, oh, and it was an increasing number of people then. It, it became very clear that, oh my goodness, you're actually having an impact, so to speak. So it was never the plan. I just obeyed God. That was all. So when he said, mm-hmm. you know, post this, I'll post it. When he says, do this, I just do it. I just obey that. And that's how I found myself here. So yeah, that, that's so interesting because I feel like I have always loved the camera. And mm-hmm. so like, what I'm doing is not a shock to anybody because they're like, you just like talking and being on the camera all the time. So um, I, I also like, I also take extended breaks mm. from social media. So I don't know if it's how passionate you are is how dedicated you are. I, I would say that you seem very dedicated to what you're doing, but you're dedicated to the will of God. And so, so it's that I am a serious person or. Um, yes. Yeah, it's kind true. of like Paul. Paul was dedicated in killing Christians, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when he became a Christian, he right. was dedicated right. to people for. So right. it's, it's that I would be this dedicated with anything. It yes, it doesn't really matter, matter what you're doing. Passion for the thing, so to right. speak. Right. Yeah. That that makes that makes a lot of sense. So my next question is. Now that you have this um, online platform, and I don't know what you're doing with your personal life, but we just know that you have an online ministry. What is your morning routine like when you wake up in the morning? <laughs> what do you do? 
Um, honestly, I want I want to answer this honestly. It varies from season to season. Yeah. Um, I recently just started watching the Chosen. Series. Oh, I love the Chosen. I love it so much. You yes. Know? And I, I think what really struck me, because I have a friend who studies Hebrew and all of this, and she had shared with me before that when Jews wake up in the morning, the first thing they say is, blessed be God, who returns my soul into my body each morning. Like they cannot talk to anyone or do anything until they've said those words, which is more or less like rolling over and saying a prayer. But actually watching it on The Chosen gave it just a different spin and yeah. just was just so holy you know to me but there are some mornings i literally wake up and roll over and touch my phone first like oh yeah touch my phone first and that usually happens in seasons where i am very busy with work and i am i maybe go to bed thinking about work so i wake up thinking about work Mm -hmm. but these days I, i i am trying to be very intentional um even this this morning there was something that came to my heart when I was just having quiet time with God and just speaking to him about how I want to be much more intentional with how I spend my mornings. Mm -hmm. And what came to my spirit was the passage of scripture where God was speaking to the children of Israel. Well, first of all, this happened with Cain and Abel, but eventually speaking with the children of Israel and saying, bring to me the first fruits of whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you have earned or made, all of that. And I think for me, you know, because for many of us, giving God that morning time is a sacrifice. Let's let's just call it what it yeah. is, a sacrifice, because the world is calling, work is calling, school is calling. You know, if you're a mom, you know, children are calling. If you're a wife, your husband is calling. Like, there's just so much that can immediately say, come here once you get up in the morning. And to pause and to say, I'm going to give this to God. It's going to cost me something is akin to giving him your first fruit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the first fruit of the day, I mm-hmm. try to give it to God. So yeah. Okay. So I also relate to that as well because I found myself where I would just wake. I have a lot of things to do, I feel like. And I would wake up at 9, right? 9 a.m., first of all, not a good time to wake me up. And then no. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> and then I'm on TikTok for like, 30 minutes and then I get up and I'm just like and I'm like okay I guess bible time now but then I'm distracted because I've just consumed so much yes you can't even like quiet the noise and like focus on bible time so mm. recently I uh, I like I was on TikTok and some girl was like do you want to beat laziness out of your life and I was like yes please and then she was like <laughs> she was like get up in the morning and go on a prayer walk and I was <laughs> like oh okay like sure I'll do that so then when I started thinking about what to do I felt God saying go on a prayer walk for 30 days Mm. um at 5 30 a.m I don't wake up at 5 30 a.m like that's just like not something that I can do but he was like go on a prayer walk at 5 30 a.m for I I was I felt like he was saying as long as I'm telling you to but I feel like the number was like 30 days so I started maybe like 15 days ago, I'm halfway through it. And it's just the same thing as like giving your first fruits, like you wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get up, but I'm like, I struggle to get up and I'm like, okay, God, here I am. Like I'm walking with you. And then I walk around the neighborhood, I come back and I feel like it's changed the trajectory of like how my days go. Because when I come back, I'm not tired. And then I get to like, 
you know, go about my day and like do the things that I wanted to do. I think so, it's also the times you go to bed because yes. you are like a night owl. Like I am, I typically don't fall asleep until mid midnight for some strange mm. So mm. if that is the case, I guess it's to try and see. Okay, so I've noticed I feel sleepy when I eat. So mm. I'll probably eat it, eat my dinner. And if I feel sleepy, I just go to bed. Yeah. It is that when I go to bed earlier, I wake up earlier. So I think yes. I'm that, you know, dynamic. Kind yeah. Because if you're I'm getting also charging your phone in another room, I know instead of beside you and then using an alarm clock to wake up. Yes. So. I've heard that everyone says that, but I'm like, I'm like, I can't. Because I like to listen to like um I like to listen to like rain sounds oh, while I sleep, yeah. right? Yeah. But play it on YouTube or like Spotify to help me sleep. Yeah. Like white noise, just like fan or something. Mm. So I'm like, I can't put my phone on because I wouldn't be able to sleep. But maybe that's like maybe I will be able to sleep. I've just never tried it. Hmm. So I, I get yeah. you. I don't know. Sorry, I, I I'm just speaking. No, yeah, let's just speak. Cut it out if you don't want this in the podcast. Okay. But, um, I remember that there was a time too that I discovered rain noise, you mm. know, to help sleep or even scripture because I think that was a season I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and it was difficult for me to just sleep naturally. Like my mind just wouldn't shut down; it would just keep going and going and going. And so I tried you know, listening to scripture to sleep and it worked. I tried to be listening to scripture with rain and it was very nice. Mm. I slept I the first night, the second night. But then I knew that if I relied on this thing yeah. to sleep, it would get to a point where I won't be able to sleep if I don't have this going on. Right. So I had to believe that what God says in scripture is true, that he gives his beloved good sleep. And mm. so I think sometimes these things are not bad. This is not a sin. This is not the you know <laughs> yeah. doctrine or anything but I think sometimes it's very easy to um interchange or to exchange what should be the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives because mm. there's so many things that are waiting to help us it's like why do you need to pray just play this thing you know so yeah. I just feel like there are times when the Holy Spirit is just waiting to help us so when I started to pray that God I want to sleep and I want to sleep well I started to sleep well wow know? yeah no, that's very true. That's very true. And I think it was, that was also how, like when I, before I came to Christ, there were things that I was doing that it's not really bad. Like it, the Bible doesn't say it's bad, but it's like, I'm doing this to become confident. I'm doing this to feel bold. And it's like, yeah. that is where the Holy Spirit should come in. So you're substituting that and instead of like relying on yeah but I never looked that rain noise like that I'm like hmm okay maybe I should yeah maybe I should switch some things around but yeah okay morning routine down packed all right so another question I have is um in starting um your blog starting your channel and then now the podcast how what were what was the de decision to go into all those mediums of sharing the gospel and sharing your story was this just obedience or was it just like something that you also enjoyed and I was like okay let me see if I can do this as well yeah every single thing I've ever done was something that God instructed me to do I've never done anything he didn't ask me to do I think mm -hmm. that's why I have so much peace 
why mm. I can also leave it if I need to leave it, why I can also be able to hear him if he needs me to be, you know, somewhere else. I, I don't even look at them as mine, to be honest, like wow. my blog or my podcast. I really don't, wow. like, you know. So if tomorrow, for instance, God says like, oh, isn't it? I want to send you to, you know, Japan on some missionary trip and I want you to be off the radar for eight years, like, I'm not somewhere thinking my blog or my <laughs> podcast. Like, you know, I, I really don't yeah. like, yeah, I, I really don't. Those things don't belong to me, especially because I don't even think I've ever shared this publicly, but shortly after I started the blog, yeah. one night when I was sleeping, the Lord came to me in a dream and showed me something. He showed me that he did not choose me to do the blog. I chose to do it through mm. obedience so he showed me that that idea was just hanging in the air really his eyes were moving throughout the earth like looking for somebody with a heart that was willing to obey and it so happened that that night when I was sleeping because of the posture of my heart I received what was already in the air which wow. means it could have been anyone it's not Ezinizara's idea I don't know if you get what I'm saying you I know? get what you're saying yeah and I had the unique opportunity of mentoring with you know Pastor Nath and he shared so much that has just opened my mind and one of the things he was sharing was that we have to be open to receive things from God and not hold on to anything as oh because when you hold on to one thing like for instance if I had felt like because the, the blog was a hit like I'm not even going to <laughs> if I had held on to it and said, wow, just look at this blog. I'm so fantastic. Isn't it Zara's blog and this and that? Perhaps I'll never have heard God telling me to start a podcast or heard God telling me to do YouTube because I'm just so consumed mm. with this blog that, mm. you know, so yeah, basically. And hearing you say that is very interesting because how does one gets to the point where they don't see it as you know theirs because when you when essentially you become like an like an online personality something someone that people looks look to for their walk with god hope faith whatever like i don't know about that okay i don't know but i feel like i'm sure you have a lot of people messaging you like hey like this is what's going on in my life how do I how it's, it's it's human beings it's it's not it's not about me it's just how yeah people, really it's just you're just the vessel that God is using you're the medium it's that people probably send this to like secular artists as well like that's what I'm trying to explain that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. really about what you're doing people are just drawn to whatever resembles lights Right. even if right. it's false light people are mm. just drawn to it they just want to be around it they just want to you know interact with it because at the end of the day it's the way god made us you know so yeah yeah, yeah go on with your questions sorry uh, yeah i was gonna say like how do you and that's a very good point too like people just are attracted whether it is false light or not like you said how do you and that was also one of my other questions how do you differentiate your personal walk with god versus the one that you choose to share online. Um, is there is there personal boundaries that you've created, I'm assuming, but also like if you're learning something right now, what's the difference between like this is what I'm learning and like here's what I want to share, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. God help me. Um 
I think maybe it's because I've never looked at my relationship with God as a career. Mm. I looked at it as something to make me famous or or because I, I genuinely came to God for him. I don't know if that mm. makes sense. I came to mm. God when my life was, when I just knew I had no other choice. There was no other way. I couldn't continue the way I had been living. Something needed to change. And I think the first few years of my work with God, I was just so lost in learning about him, drawing close to him. Like for me, the goal has always been intimacy. It has never been ministry. In fact, I didn't even know what I was doing was ministry until somebody commented on that one of my things and said, I love your ministry. I, I, <laughs> I never even sat down and thought of myself. Even up until now, people are thinking of what to call me. Some people will call me minister, isn't it? Some people will call me mommy. Some people will call me. I'm just like, my name is isn't it? Don't add anything to it. I'm not a pastor, a prophet, a minister. Just that's my name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it was because of how I started. It was the foundation of my Christian journey or my Christian work. It has always been passion for God. It has mm-hmm. never been because maybe because I also know that God has a purpose and a plan for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so confident in that, that I don't see the need to use him. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. Use him to try and create my own things. I am already certain that mm. he has a purpose and a plan. Wow. So there's no need to, oh my goodness, let me do this so that let me just put God on it. Like, you know, I remember yeah. even sometimes some people have accused me of doing things to get followers or fans. And in my head, I'm like, if I want to get followers or fans, I won't talk about Jesus because right. he isn't exactly the most popular subject, you know? Oh, yes. So, yeah. So I just feel like when it comes to my Christian journey, the priority has always been God for me. Mm-hmm. You know, even when part of the reasons why I don't really celebrate, not even really say, I can't even remember a time I've ever said, oh, well, I think once on my YouTube, when I noticed I had an influx, like a lot of people that just seemed to subscribe to my channel, I had to introduce myself to them and everything. But I don't think I've ever said, oh, you know, like, thank you. People, thank you for following me. Like, no, yeah. and that's because I remember when I was about to hit 5,000 followers on Instagram, it was very common then to see people like post the number 5,000 and they would say, Oh, thank you for following me. And I was gearing up to do mine. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, mm. you know, when I was getting close. He was like, You know, I don't know how God speaks to other people, but this is how we yeah. speak. He just basically started saying, I want to tell you a story, right? So some time ago, when Jesus was on the earth, he gathered people and he gathered 5,000 men, right? And then mm-hmm. one he said something and they were upset and they left and it was only 12 remaining. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you messages that will not be popular. And you have to not be attached to the numbers because if for any reason you are left with only 12 followers one day, you have to be okay. You have to be stable. You have to be. So for me, it's not just about having a platform. It's that God has been training me and continues to train me. And I never think that where I've gotten to is my destination. 
there are some people who think that, you know, I remember one time I was sharing how I'm trying to, you know, humble my heart before God to learn and grow. And somebody was saying, oh, if you are saying you still need to grow, then what should I be doing? I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> we, we've not even started. No. We've not started. We've not, we've not done anything. Yeah. We've not done anything because... When I read of the heroes of our faith, people who stopped the mouth of lions, who quenched fires, who mm. brought dead people to life. I'm like, what are we doing? We wrote a blog blog post. Is this, that's it. Like, what's so special about that? Anybody can, can do that. People that don't have God can do it. So what is special about that? Mm. You know, so I think for me, it has always just been that pursuit mm. of God. And in the process of him training me, he also started to teach me the kind of boundaries I should have. Because I think when I started, oh gosh, I was so young. I was what, 19 or something like, yeah, so young. And so I wore my heart on my sleeves. I had no boundaries. There were no, this is what I can share, what I can't share. I just vomited on people, you know, <laughs> it was really, really intense. And obviously there were repercussions that came with with that painful experiences that taught me that social media is not a safe space. People on social media are not your friends. They are not your family members. You know, I see some people that are really, well, let me not say something. But, <laughs> you know, social People on social media are not your friends. They don't yeah. know you enough to be called your, your friends. They've not made the sacrifices that are required for, for friendship. They are not your friends. Mm. they are not your family members they are not your sisters i don't like when people call me sister isn't it i'm not <laughs> I'm sorry, like, like, I, I don't know like siblings in christ and all of yeah. that but I, i'm not doing what a sister is supposed to do in your life how mm. am i your sister mm. i know what, what my my sisters do my sister has been sick i've been calling her almost every other day i wanted to send her food i wanted like i can't do that for you so how am right. i your sister you know so I, maybe i'm overthinking it but that's just how that's how I, you feel yeah so yeah i've learned to have boundaries i've learned that it's also not safe for the people who are consuming my content to share things with them in the process because we only mm. truly know what God is doing in retrospect when we look back and mm. so it is even unkind to be honest to be telling people okay right now I think God is telling me this okay no now he's now saying this okay no 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 he's now like it can just be very you know so it's like go through your process understand what God is saying maybe see if this is even something he wants you to share because to be honest there are some things that are not for the public there are some things mm -hmm. that God and God is looking for friends. If you had a friend that anything you told them to come online and be like, mm -hmm. Oh my parent just told me these guys. Do you know that you immediately know that you can't share certain things with that with that person? So, in the same way with us, if every single thing God tells us, every single thing that happens, we're rushing to social media, God has not even finished saying what he's saying. You've already rushed to pull up your stories and write while the spirit of God is moving, like you will not go far. It's just, mm. it's just the truth. God will not reveal certain things to you. So I've just learned that he's looking for friends too. You yeah. know, not just followers, but friends. So, yeah. Wow. I'm feeling very convicted right now. <laughs> no, it's fine. It has happened to the best of us. Like all of us. Yeah. 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 Um, I, because I think that because I, I started 
all this online stuff before I knew God, right? So like I'm in college and I'm going to parties and I'm sharing that and I'm vlogging and people like it. And so I had, you know, built like a, a people that were watching. Mm -hmm. And then once I, you know, God, you know, revealed himself to me and I see, like, I see the light now, I'm like, whoa. Um, then I was like, okay, well now because I'm with God, then like my channel should skyrocket even more. Like now I'm with God now. So everything I'm doing should triple. But then I started talking about God more and I was like, I saw views go down. And I was like, oh wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not the plan. And so it was just like, a, a, it's it's still an ongoing process of God, like really training me and be like, do you genuinely want to know me? Like, Mm. come to me for the purpose of knowing me and mm. I think because I like I was depending on it for like living Validation. So, for, yes yes so when views go down money goes down I'm like god you don't want me to starve right like what are you what, what are we doing but he's just like I, I found myself coming to him for like god I need you to do this thing in my life like I need a breakthrough I need this I need that and then he's like do you genuinely want to know me? Like you're saying, like, as a friend, like, do you actually care about me? Are you interested in me? Yeah. Or are you interested in what I can do for you? Yeah. And I feel like that's also something that you have said right now. That's just like, it's constant renewing of the mind, right? Because once you think some, a certain way, it's it's very hard for you to, but with the Holy Spirit, it's like a constant renewal. And you think that, oh, okay, I don't care about followers anymore and then something happens and it's like oh wait no you do care so um, like it's like an ongoing process but yeah that you said it beautifully just like prioritizing your relationship before everything else yeah. um I see that it says we have 10 minutes left so let's yeah let's just keep going if it ends I'll just do you know another one okay perfect um I was gonna ask what Okay, to me, you're gonna you're gonna say, no, I'm just normal, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> to me, I'm like, this is someone that has, I feel like reached a certain level of intimacy and a certain level of knowledge and wisdom with God that I think that if people are looking from the outside in, it's like, how do I get there? What would you, what will your answer be? So how how do you get to a place where you it's just you and God, outside noises out, you know, how do you get to that place of true closeness that it looks like you have? And Pray. I, and I'm sure you do. Prayer. Prayer. That's just the answer. I think sometimes to people give me too much credit. It's <laughs> like, you know, you're so close to God or, you know, you are, you are, you are so wise. Scripture lets us know that no man can do these things except God be with him. So wow. it's not, that I am awesome. It's that God is awesome because there was a time I was not this way. And one thing I have seen is that God answers prayers because of the things I hear people say now. There was a season in, of my life when I used to pray for wisdom. It was a prayer point. And mm. so many of the things that people are praising now are things I asked God for. They didn't, he didn't give like, 
I didn't create them in myself, even passion for him, hunger for him, true intimacy. All these things were things I prayed for, even favor. I prayed for favor because I used to be very unfavored, you know, <laughs> very, very unfavored, you know. So all these things that people are saying, wow, it just looks like as if God just likes you more than everybody else. No, it's not that. It's that, you know, if we being evil, we give good gifts to our children, how much more would the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Do you understand? So it's like, if you want intimacy, then ask God for it. If you want wisdom, pray about it. Like, if for any reason now, like, and, you know, Christians, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like we don't take God seriously. I just feel like we just have to be honest enough to say, you know, I, I'm probably not taking this thing seriously because if for any reason someone went to the hospital and they said, oh, you have cancer and you're dying, but take these drugs, you'll be fine. Like you would take your drugs because you don't want to die. But God is saying the same thing. He's saying like, if you don't pray, if you do not walk out your Christian journey, you will die. Yeah. And people are just like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like yeah. it's cool and everything, you know? So I just feel like, if you're a person that has options, then God can become an option. But I didn't have options. You know, I was very much on my own. I didn't know what I would do with my life. The future looked bleak. God was my only option. You know, so I think sometimes we also have too many options. That's the reason why we can, you know, just keep God to decide or that, or that kind of thing. So I prayed for wisdom. I prayed for passion. Even the other day, I was going through my, my old posts you know I've archived a lot of them but I was going through old posts and I saw where I had written God use me to show people what true Christianity looks like and this was before I started the true Christianity platform so God answered my prayer so what might look like oh this girl God is just giving her things she's just blessed it's like these these were prayers these were God please help me you know so I think we can pray that God I feel like I've been using you can you help me to truly love I think we can pray God I don't know whether I have the wrong idea of what success looks like can you change the way I actually think like we can pray all these things it's not just about praying for money or school or success like we can actually ask for help you know so yeah why do you think prayer is so hard to do like not we like i feel like as a collective it's always an ongoing um prayer request or something that like people don't we don't i would say for me praying for long periods of time prayer being your first resort and not your last why do you think that's just like difficult um, for new believers or just like people in the faith, even who've been in the faith for a while? I think it's because the flesh doesn't like to pray. Like it's mm -hmm. just the easiest answer. The flesh doesn't want to do it. And then we also have options. That's the reason yeah. why we don't even remember to pray. You know, <laughs> I remember in 2017, I was praying every single day for mm. hours because like I said I had no options but in 2022 I wasn't praying as much I remember there was a particular situation I was struggling with and I just I was having a headache I wasn't sleeping well it was just a lot of pressure in that season and 
you know, one night when I was crying, you know, and I was just like, why isn't God helping me? And, you know, he just spoke to me. I was like, because you are a big girl now, because yeah. you can do it on your own, because you have money. Like, that's the reason why, like, you've not even thought about asking me because you feel like, well, now I should do it because you are a big girl now. Like, that's literally what God said to me, you know, so prayer was something I also prayed for. You know, I also said, God, I want to pray, but I, I, if I'm honest, I don't want to, and I, I don't even know how to, and it's very hard. So what helped me was praying with people, mm. getting around people. You notice that when you pray with people, you tend to pray longer. You're and, trying to pray. Yeah. yeah. So we would pray together for hours. And when you pray for an extended period of time, there's a deposit of fire. You can almost feel it. I don't know if this happens with just me, but you can almost feel it in your belly, right? So by the time those people go, you will notice that you have a prompting to pray. You can either get up and respond to that prompting or be like, nah, I think I'm you know, tired. And then yeah. a particular sermon I listened to, the altar of prayer by Apostle Joshua Selman. Woo! changed my life completely i love that man yes yeah <laughs> so when i listen to his sermons and they get to the prayer part i'm not like oh okay the sermon is over let me get yeah. i actually engage with the prayers i pray them like as if i am in that meeting and i believe that i received the spirit of prayer that's the reason why i i like it or i enjoy it or it comes more easily to me but even i have to discipline my own flesh from time to time because Prayer is not always the easiest, you know. So. Yeah, I, I, I hundred percent agree. I remember I also joined like this three-hour prayer thing that um, some church was doing, and at first when I saw the prompt, I was like praying for three hours. What, what is there to talk about? I don't know. I'm gonna run out of things to pray about. But yeah. I, I sat mm -hmm. down in my basement. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just gonna do it. And then I, I've only done it once. I'm like, I don't know. Let me. Maybe I'll, I need to do it again another time, but I only did it once. But I remember thinking that I, I don't know how I would pray for three hours, but then I had it on my screen and I was just going and going, going with them. And they also have prompts too. So that helps you. Cause you're like, oh, I didn't even think to pray about this. So then I just kept going, going, going until like the three hours was up and I was like, wow. And I felt like it's crazy. The lights in my basement started flickering. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, and then I, my hands got all tingly. I was like, oh, oh, I don't, like, God, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Are you going to walk into the room right now? <laughs> I was like, maybe, no, 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 no. And then I remember the next day I came downstairs and I was like, okay, God, like, if that was you flickering the lights, do it again. And then it flickered it again. And I ran upstairs and I was like, no, 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 no. Avoided the basement for some time. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like, I don't know if I was ready to um enter this, but yeah, it was. I completely get that because I remember yeah. the first time I almost started speaking in tongues. That was in 2015 December. I think I was in my room praying, and I was so intense, and it was like my words rolled. I don't know how else to explain. It just rolled on my tongue, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Yes, I tried again. It rolled. I just got up. I was like, "I'm not praying anymore," because I'm just like, "Yeah, I don't know what that is," you know. Yeah. 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 I completely understand being being scared. Yeah. Okay. It says less than a minute. So let's end it and then come back. Okay. All right. Okay. So I guess we have 40 minutes. They didn't allow me to create um before this time. 
Oh yeah, they made you um you said they made you wait for a little bit because of yeah. the Okay. Cool. Good to be back on. Um I think we were talking about um spiritual stuff, not being ready for it. Um, but let's I've already taken up a bit of your time, so let me um see what questions I have left to kind of wrap it up. I wanna talk a about um marriage a little bit because I I feel like I'm I already said this on the podcast before but I've been dating my boyfriend for like a year and a half um and we have started like I I know an engagement is coming near and it, this is something I'm only I'm 22 I'm turning 23 this July and I'm like I feel like a child like I know that I feel like this is the man that God has for me like we've gone we've done everything that's not done but we we have the confirmation this has been a godly relationship that I've been walking in I feel purposeful I feel like this is this is the relationship I should be in but I'm like I feel like I'm 22 and I know that you got married at a young age I don't know if it was 23 or 21 yeah I was 23 23 23 okay so um I guess I would ask you about about some advice and getting married at a young age, if there were some things that could have prepared you before, some things that you learned um, and all that, yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, congratulations on your engagement. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet, but I, I feel like it's, I, yeah. I've been getting signs. <laughs> he asked to God what, get your nails painted. I know they're like, get your nails painted. They're like, what hairstyle are you going to have in three weeks? I'm like, why are you asking me that? Oh my gosh. Why am I? Well, I guess, it, you know, marriage marriage is beautiful. It mm -hmm. takes two people, not just you, you know. Mm -hmm. So I want to hope that he as well is submitted to the Holy Spirit and that he is mature because... Yes. That is something that marriage requires. Not, it's not something that marriage requires. It's something that healthy marriage requires because there's some people who are married, but mm -hmm. yeah, something that healthy marriage requires. Um, you need to be patient with each other. That is a big one because I know that right now you may have had some squabbles or you know disagreements here and there, and it's like. Well, we handled it very well. We're so, you know, mature and everything. But then you've both had time to cool off. Like you can mm -hmm. say, oh, I'm going to switch off my phone or I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be like, I just need space, blah, 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 all type of things. But when you're married to the person, there's no space. You know, there mm -hmm. was something I heard a preacher say once that made me laugh so hard, but it's so true. She said, marriage is like wearing a masquerade costume. Right. Mm -hmm. When people wear masquerades, typically, because they want the masquerade to be long, they carry people on their shoulders. So she mm -hmm. said, if somebody farts inside the masquerade costume, you can't open it and say, let fresh air come in. Mm -hmm. And only be praying that wind will enter and carry out the, and that's how marriage is, actually. Mm -hmm. If for any reason your partner, your spouse does something, you cannot start talking to people about it involving mm. family members, involving friends, unless it is something where your life is being threatened. Mm. 
Mm. If your life is not being threatened, I'm not a fan. In fact, I, I dislike women that talk about their husbands. I don't like it. I don't like it because if somebody is choosing to be vulnerable with you, everybody is messy. We are human beings. That is the definition of human being. It's to be messy. To be yeah. So I don't like people that go around telling people, do you know this, what he did? Do you know that, 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 that? Because you are indirectly saying you are incapable of making wise decisions as well because you chose him. So mm. coming to talk about the person doesn't mm. <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't That's make bad. people look better than him. If anything, yeah. it look worse. It makes people sympathize with him because it's like, I can't imagine what it must be to be married to such a horrible woman. Mm. You, your job, both of you, is to cover each other. Mm. No matter what the circumstance or the situation is. So patience with each other. Whatever it is that is going on, understand that your husband is your partner. He's with you on this journey. I like to think of marriage like all those FBI movies where they send two people out on like a mission and they mm. say, is your partner. And you see in those movies, if something happens to their, what they call the partner, they cry. They are so torn up about it. They're like, I failed my mission. How could I have allowed my partner? Like, that is marriage. So what is going on is bigger than both of you. It is the mission. So what is the mission? You know, why did God bring both of you together? It's more important than both of you. Do you understand? And so always keeping your yeah. eyes on that, that this is my, you know, partner. I need to cover him in prayers as well. I need to cover him physically. If we're struggling in our marriage, we're only drinking Gary. Nobody should know that me and my husband are drinking Gary. If for any reason something is going on, we are having so much money. Nobody should know that me and my husband are having so much money. So whatever is going on, you need to understand that it is between you and your spouse. If for any reason God leads you to share something with somebody, you can do that. But always remember that you are there to cover your spouse. You are a team and you should be patient with each other. So that's what I would say. About your age, marriage has nothing to do with age. They are overgrown 30-year-olds. They are wise 21-year-olds. Marriage has nothing to do with your age. Yeah. When Jesus, uh, Mary, mother of Jesus, had him, she was <laughs> she was 14. So marriage has nothing to do with your age. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Really? How, wait, well, how do you know that? It's like I've been... Historical documents. Mm. Oh my it? gosh, that's wild. Yeah. Did you feel like ready? <laughs> no one ever feels ready. Not even yeah. my husband. Like nobody ever feels ready to get. I've never seen anybody that got married and they were like, I'm ready to go, you know, because I guess it can be so scary. You yeah. Know? When you're on the outside looking in, it can just be like, oh my goodness, am I sure I can do this? Am I, what if it doesn't work out? What if this happens? What if that happens, you know? And I feel like, I just feel like that is Satan, you know, just trying yeah. to scare you, you know? But it's kind of like the first day of school to where you're going to a new school. You're a bit nervous, like, oh my days, what's going to happen? It's just fear of the unknown, you know? Yes, that's true. You're just stepping into new territory. You've never been there before. Yeah. So that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> that was a bit, that was a selfish question I had on my own. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, I also want to ask how, there's one last question on my list here, which is how do you, and I think you've already um said it in your answers by prayer and stuff, but it was how do you, stay like 
consecrated, make, making that you and God bubble while you're doing so many things. Like I, New York City is chaotic. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Lagos is too. Like you step outside, there's noise, there's people, things are happening all around. How do you stay on like the straight and narrow and not get distracted or, you know, have things that infiltrate your walk with God? Yeah, um, I I I think I live a very boring life. That's one of the ways. Mm. Like sometimes when I see people, this is not to shade anyone or judge anyone. You know, everybody's different. But yeah, when I see people who are like dancing TikTok dances, I'm like, where did they learn it? Like how how did they, <laughs> how did they see it enough to learn it? Like I don't know. Like that's just what yeah. is in my mind. Because you're not on TikTok. No, I'm not. Even okay. though I feel like. God has instructed me to start one, but I'm just going to let the team handle that. I don't even think it's going to be me. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is that I live such a constrained life. Mm-hmm. And the truth about it is that not everybody will do it. That is just mm-hmm. the truth. And the truth is that that is the reason why it can look like God's power is resting on only a few people. Because mm-hmm. if you're not ready to make certain sacrifices, and I know they they don't, this is not popular teaching, especially in you know today's church. They teach we're all the same. We've died, uh, say we've died. Jesus has died, give him all the glory. We have access to everything. That's what is popular. But when you look at the lives of certain people, you know you don't have what they have. And I've never been a believer, I've never believed that I should deceive myself. I feel like mm-hmm. the devil is already trying to do that to me the least I can do is to be honest with myself. So I've never been one of those people to say, oh, well, you know, maybe it's true. It's not true. Like there's a difference between Apostle Selman and me. It's very mm-hmm. obvious. Jonathan, there's a difference between some other person and me. It's very obvious. And that's because there is a consecration they have in their lives that I probably don't have in mind. You know, yeah. so even with me, I feel like there are still deeper levels I have to go, more things okay. I have to give up to be yeah. able to, handle setting anointings mm-hmm. handle setting things so for me I, I i live a very boring life i rarely go out i don't watch everything if i'm watching something and they just start <laughs> the clothes are flying i just i don't watch certain things if i'm listening to to something i don't even listen to popular songs or sounds because they disturb my spirit. That is me. So I don't know how people enjoy those things. And it's so, once I do it, I can't pray. Do you understand? So I just feel like, why am I doing it? If it's going mm. to stop me from praying, I just become mm. restless. So it's clear that whatever spirit is powering those sounds is yeah. a sound of heaven because now I have to try and start forcing my whole body to calm down and start forcing it. No, no, no. Um, I just rather not do that, you know? Yeah. So. What else again? Um, certain places people go to, I will not go. Um, certain friendships I don't keep. So I, I live a very straight jacketed life. Some people will say, oh, this is boring. But I have learned to find what excites me or what brings me joy. The truth about it is that this is who I've always been. I've never really been the kind of person to be out there or to, you know, but I guess I didn't have the confidence to be who I, who I was really created to be. Because, you know, people tell you that, no, how can you say it's fun to stay at home? You must enjoy going to club. That is what is fun. But then you go to club and you find that you are not actually having fun. I don't know about other people. That's for me. It's too cold. No. 
I I feel oppressed by the men. <laughs> the atmosphere is so thick. So I don't know how yeah. people find that enjoyable either. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like another thing my relationship with God did was I allowed me to be truly myself and to just own it. Like I actually don't yeah. want to be there. You know, so I think that, you know, because I, I live that kind mm-hmm. of life, it's already even easy for yeah. me. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true too, because I feel like um I I feel like in order to, or I think that in order to make friends, have a community, like we, I have to do the things that you want to do. So I remember when I started my new job, when I had just moved into the city, I'm like, okay, I don't know anyone. I only know one person here trying to make friends. My coworkers are like, let's go to the club. I don't drink. I don't go to the clubs. I don't, I don't like it, but I'm like, let me just do it because this is how they're bonding right and I'm like I'm 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 believing that I can go there and still remain holy still remain like righteous just like stand in the club and do nothing but the environment is not is not conducive to the presence of God that you're trying to that I was trying to like harbor in my life so it's just like counterintuitive it's counteracting each other and I'm like if I say yes to this one, they'll be like, oh, well, you went with us last time. Why can't you go again? And then it becomes like a routine and a habit. And I remember even in, in terms of music, my friend um, told me something that really changed how I saw music. He was like, if you go to church and you see uh, you see that, you see what worship does to a room. You see that the presence of the Holy Spirit can be evoked by worship. Why do you think that there are not other spirits attached to other forms of music? Like clearly music is a way to invoke spirit, whether it's Holy Spirit or something else. Clearly, you know that music can do it. So it, it also means that it's not just worship music that's invoking the Holy Spirit. It's music can invoke a spirit. Which one are you deciding to invoke? And so I that like- It's obvious when you also see how- you behave when you're listening yes. to songs. Like, yes. if some songs you're listening to, you are really going at it. You are really like, ah, I wish yeah. I would this. I'm just like, <laughs> where is this energy coming from? Like, what is this energy? Right. What is this spirit? Like, you know, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's exalting self. Yeah. And later you find that it's difficult for you to lay down your will to God. And you're wondering like, why is it difficult for me? Because you've so exalted self several, mm-hmm. sometimes even the lyrics of some of the songs I hear, are so profane i can't believe that yeah. people are singing this with yeah. mouths that they should be using to honor god like it's mm-hmm. so yeah well i i used to do it i just thank god for you know mercy at the end of the day but yeah. it, oh me too me yeah. too for sure rap and you think it's harmless you like the beat and but then you really listen to the looks and you're like oh wait no this is nothing yeah god would not say this at all <laughs> this does not fly out of jesus's mouth so um and yeah. I, I also just want to say to you like don't be afraid to be someone people have not known before like mm-hmm. don't be a prisoner to who you've been in the past mm-hmm. don't ever think at any point in time that you cannot change you yeah. can change as many times as you need to mm-hmm. even i on my journey even you will just see that marriage will change you mm-hmm. you know having kids will change you 
Life will change you. Things people do to you will change you. You're not going to be the girl you are now when you are 26. I don't even expect you to be. You're not going to be the same way when you are 30. So don't ever feel like, oh, but I've already started doing this. Or I I said this, you know, yesterday. You are allowed to change your mind. Don't Mm -hmm. allow what they say, and but when you're the one that said the other day that you what well, you believe that people can do this if they feel like you said, Well, that's what I thought yesterday. Yeah. Today I'm thinking differently, and you are yeah. allowed to do that. So I just yeah. wanted to state that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Definitely needed needed to hear that. Um, because like I think I think it just stems from the fear of like maybe loneliness a little bit, of like having to be the odd one out having to be the one to say no to things having to be the one to you know it feels alienating but I think that once I I have to well I recently found a church here so I moved here a couple months ago so I'm like found a church here and I'm like there are like-minded people that I will meet that will want to do godly things like I I wouldn't pray about that too yeah that's true praying for community that's that's also something I've been I've been doing uh, like making sure that instead of complaining that I don't have friends, praying for friends. And, and I just want to say by 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 the way, because I've heard you say a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to suffer because of Christ. Make mm-hmm. it no that and no peace. I feel like the reason why many Christians struggle is because they believe that they should not suffer. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, "If anyone will come after me." He must first of all deny himself, then pick up his cross and follow me. Where are you following Jesus to? You're following him to Calvary for mm-hmm. your crucifixion. Mm. You are going to die as well. <laughs> there is no way. Yeah. There is no way. Quote me anywhere. Take it to any, any place you want to take it to. There is nobody that will walk faithfully with God that will not encounter pain. And that is because the person you are following this way was painful. Mm. So you cannot, if, if you are running away from pain, you are running away from depth and intimacy. You are running away from truly mm. for Christ. You are looking for a false gospel. That mm. is the reason why a lot of people listen to false teachers because they are looking for a false gospel. The truth about it is that you will be lonely you will cry, you will be broke, you will have opportunities that will come and you will miss them because you followed God. That is the reality of what it means to follow Christ. I remember one time when I was really struggling with this, my husband said something that has silenced every voice since then. He said, Jesus never promised that he would fulfill all of our desires in this lifetime. He never ever said that. He never said you will get married, you have kids, you'll be rich, your family will not be sick. He never said that. Mm. He said in this world, you will have many troubles. So where did we get the idea that following God? I hear some people don't say, God, God um, (laughs) betrayed me. I followed Mm. him and this happened to me. It's like, didn't you read the docket before you signed the <laughs> like I'm just saying the terms and conditions without counting like of course you are suffering like what do you expect like yeah you know it is it so being a follower of Christ doesn't absolve 
us from the pains of this world. It just means that we can find Christ in those moments. So Mm -hmm. if you are posting about God and your views are going down, people are no longer watching your, your content, it's the price you have to pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it is what it is like it is yeah. what it is like you know if if for any reason you go somewhere and people get up and walk away it is what it is you know recently I was so falsely accused in a way that was so hurtful and I remember one one morning when I was trying to be strong you know in in my secret place and God spoke to me and said you know you can be vulnerable here because if you can't be vulnerable here like where do you want to be and I broke down in tears and that was when God started to speak to me I started to tell me like show me one person that Mm. walked faithfully with me that hasn't gone through what you're going through even Jesus was accused all night into the morning of things. In fact, he was executed on the grounds of things he did not do. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Joseph was trying so hard to maintain his sexual purity and was put in prison for sexual immorality. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So any normal person would have said, you know, what was even the meaning of this? I was trying to follow God. I was trying to be pure. Now they've put me in prison. Any woman that comes near me like this from now on, I would enter that woman. I would deal with that woman. But he still kept himself for all those years because yeah. he understood the battle that he was in. So I just want to encourage you. Mm. Don't fall into that trap of thinking that because you followed Christ, therefore blessings. Mm. No, no, mm-hmm. actually. How would you know that God is Jehovah Jireh if you don't ever need him to provide for you? Right. How would you know that he is Rafa if you don't need healing? There mm. are relations of God that can only come from a place of pain. And yeah, this is not pop- popular teaching, but it is the truth. Because yeah. it's what we see when we read the Bible. So I just yeah. want to just encourage you. Don't feel like, okay, maybe you are doing something wrong. Maybe God um, doesn't care. No, mm. this is his way. Mm. This is his way. Thank you for that. <laughs> Seriously. Um, because that was even going to be the last thing I asked was like, word, like words of encouragement for someone who is feeling like, um, that God is not delivering mm-hmm. on what they said that he, like what he said he will, when you just said it, like, I don't think he ever even said that, mm-hmm. you know, what he promised, what Jesus's promise was, was salvation and a, a piece of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Um, so on this earthly life, all these things that we're praying for desperately, like maybe for like those things will fade away. Yes. And, salvation is the end goal and I think that we forget that I think a lot of um uh teachings right now is not about salvation it's not about repentance it's about you can do this and you are strong and and you are so special that's why God loves you yeah you are not special God is so good yes it's not about you it's always Mm -hmm. been about you yeah so yeah, I definitely needed that word of encouragement. But I think that is all for now. Is there just like one last thing you want to say to everyone? Um, anyone yeah. listening? Final words? 
I just want to give God the glory for my yeah. life. I know it sounds cliche, people say it a lot, but I truly am only what I am by the grace of God because I have had deep valley moments, you know, and mm. I know that there's nothing remarkable about me because mm. there was a period where nobody really cared. And it was a period yeah. when it seemed like everybody was coming to see what was going on. And to quote Mary of Magdala, the thing that happened in between was him. So mm. it wasn't that, it's not that, isn't it? It's awesome or great or anything. Mm. Or, oh, who is this lady? No, 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 it's it's mm. God. And I just know that whatever he does for one, he's able to do for another. Mm. I am also the product of many impartations, many transfer of graces, many transfer of favors. I've had mighty men of godly hands on me and transfer things to me. So it's not easy, Mizara, you know, mm. and these things are available to all of us as well. If we would just truly journey with him, I just wish there was a way I could, I could just help people to just see that Jesus is worth it. You know, that he's worth every inconvenience or temporary, whatever it is that happens, because he's just so much better than everything else, you know, yeah. just so much better. And of course, he has blessed me, like he has blessed me, but mm. that was never the like focus. It still isn't even the focus. You know, so. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Seriously, you've really blessed me to this morning. I, like you said, you've been through some deep valley moments. And I feel like this whole week, I like have been in just like a deep valley moment of like looking up and thinking like, what, what is happening? Why? And the only, honestly, the highlight of the week was like, okay, Saturday, I'm recording a podcast with his names are like, that's just, I'm just going to look forward to that. So thank you so much for coming on. Seriously. It's been a blessing. Thank you for even coming on the podcast um, and allowing us to hear a bit about should, you. Before you. I go, I should say that, yeah. um, you know, this was not a coincidence by the mm. way. Um, I have received so many, not some, so many invitations to speak in this season. I've turned everything down, almost every single one. I haven't done any one just because I don't think that's where God wants me to be. Yeah. But when we received your your invitation to come and speak on the podcast, God said, do it. Mm. I just want you to know that this was not me wanting to come and speak. I'm not looking yeah. for to talk i don't know if you understand what i'm saying yeah i get so many invitations all of the time but i believe that there's something that god wants to do in your life i believe that you're so special to god not that the other people aren't they are also special. <laughs> but i believe that god wanted to give you a sign yeah and i believe yeah. that he wanted to communicate to you that you are loved the reason mm. why i'm saying this is that life will try to tell you that God does not love you and he does it in you know different ways whether through challenges circumstances doubts and fears tells you that God does not love you but mm -hmm. if you ever need to remember that God loves you it is that he sent me here to tell you that he loves you that he has you in mind, that he sees yeah. you, knows you. So even all these things that you're doing, that it looks like, oh, these things that I might, I'm doing, do they even matter? God sees these things because he asked me to come here and speak on this platform. Mm. 
that means that God sees it. And even this conversation that we are having, God hears it. Mm. No, I I know why I'm saying this because I used to think that God did not know me and mm. he did not really care. And I was human, 1 billion and 59. And he yeah. had his stars like Abraham and Isaac and, you know, you know, TDJ, like he had these people that were standing in his front that he could see. But God is not like men. God sees each of us individually. He knows you by name. When you lie down in the night to sleep, he comes beside your bed and counts every strand of hair on your head. Not a single one falls to the ground without him knowing that, oh my goodness, hair strand 51 billion just fell off of Karen's head. So I just want you to keep that in mind that you are carefully watched and carefully loved. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And thank God too for this. I also don't think it was a coincidence. I think that I also felt the prompting to reach out to you. And so I think, yeah, this is all God orchestrated. And I and I feel him. I feel his I feel his presence. I feel his reassurance through your words just now. So uh grateful for that. And yeah, I when can we expect the podcast back or should we not expect it? Um, my podcast. Yes. Easy oh. like <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, no. whenever God, I guess, tells yeah. me time to start again. Right now, I'm just listening. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Well, thank you again. I hope you have a good rest of your day and weekend. Oh. Um, I think when we end it, saves on your computer, does it? So I'll okay. just send you a Google Drive link. Or yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you for doing that too. That should have been my job. I'm like, That's I fit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.